Aaron Hyde is currently the head of goalkeeping for Charlotte FC. Aaron has spent time as goalkeeper coach for the United States men's national team, Chicago Fire, and Atlanta United. Aaron, thank you for joining me, man. I'm uh, excited to have you on. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime. Happy to uh, happy to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. Of course, of course. So, new role in Charlotte. We'll uh, we'll start there. Um, what's what's it been like? How do you adjust to a new to a new role? So, um, you know, in such a had a goalkeeping at Charlotte, how do you adjust to a new role? Uh, you know, it's uh, um, the exciting thing. Obviously, I think when you transition back from international football is uh, being out on the grass every day and being yeah. able to, to to really work with the players. And really dial in a lot on the details and get into get into a lot of stuff. Um, you know, the national teams a lot of preparation and a lot of scouting and a lot of analysis. So to get to shift towards the day to day stuff uh, again is uh, is is a nice change. Um, so, but it's obviously you know you know obviously we had the tragic tragic accident with Anton uh, in the right at the beginning of preseason and. Uh, it's obviously been a difficult time for everyone connected with the club. Um, so far, everyone's tried to do the best they can to, to keep moving forward. You know, and we're always trying to, you know, think of Anton and make sure that we uh, we honour him as best we can and remember him. Uh, he shouldn't should never be forgotten. Absolutely, absolutely, and thank you for uh, bringing that up. And as a reminder, just to remember his his life, and you know, and we'll move on. We'll move on to a happier subject, um, but. With the national team, when it bounced around a little bit, <clears throat> you, you mentioned doing a lot of analysis. What kind of analysis were you doing? Was that like team stuff, or was that more goalkeeping related? Well, I think I think it becomes a little bit of both because um, the way the way that we operated, we were always thinking about our own game model. So you're always thinking about what the goalkeeper's role and responsibilities is within that. And then I think you know one of the things that I always think about when I'm planning training is also what that means in terms of what you're going to give up as a team. Uh, just, just, just so that you're constantly making, you know, you're ex either exposing or reminding them because you obviously have a limited number of training sessions to the potential uh, opportunities and threats that the opponent can, can create because of how you play. That's interesting. So what, what were priorities then in training camp with, with the goalkeeping group? What would you focus on? I, I think for me, I think obviously the, the, the technical side is is kind of a is not irrelevant, obviously, because you're constantly talking about technical things. But it's more based on a tactical side because you've only got two or three training sessions to really get across what you're looking for, and then obviously you're trying to, you know, you know, add towards that with with video. Right. Uh, you know, so I think being on top of what the players are doing and how they're performing in their own environments to, to try and think about things that you may need to make them aware or things, ways that you can use some of the strengths and how they're, they're playing week in, week out anyway, uh, to try and uh, to make things as seamless as possible because you're, you're basically going to give them a ton of information and I'm trying to get them to digest it in 48 to 72 hours. So do you, do you connect with their goalkeeper coaches? Like, how do you work with the their goalkeeper coaches at their clubs, and when you bring them to the training, or do you not? Do you just kind of watch what they do, and then formulate your own plan that way? Uh, no, I definitely try and connect with the goalkeeper coaches. I think it's important. I think as a national team coach, that you have those relationships. Um, 
you always want to talk to the player to see how they're doing and how they're feeling. And, you know, having that relationship with the player is obviously is, is fundamental. However, I do believe that the more you can build the relationship with the club coach to try and get an understanding of what they're doing in the training, what they're doing every day, how they are, how's their attitude, uh, things maybe that they're working on. I think I think you can get a better feeling for truly where they're at in terms of what you know the performances and the form and maybe why things are happening when yeah. you watch their games and you analyse their games. So as best as you can, I think it's important to try and connect with them, but also you know try and get over and visit and have, you know have face to face connections. I always try sure. my best to do that with the with the goalkeepers in England. Mm. You know Zach, Ethan, Matt, they're all 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 in all in England. So it was. Uh, you know, it was obviously easy for me being, you know, right. being from England, but, you know, to, to get over there and, and go and see them in person, I th- you know, I think is important. But then he obviously can connect with the goalkeeper coaches. That was a nice touch. Did you bring, like, cookies and flowers for them too, or was it strictly business? <laughs> Always business, right? Always business. I mean, when you think about, you think about Zach playing a, cha- you know, playing a team that's trying to win the Champions League, playing at high level. You know, Matt just went to Arsenal. Right. Uh, Ethan was at Nottingham Forest, and then they get promoted to the Premier League. You know, I mean, they were playing at high, is that playing at high level? So, so, so no, it's, the flowers are, are yeah, well, it's really you know, it's it's serious stuff. Hey, can you can you give us some insight to some training stories? What, what was a cool moment for you um, in training in preparation for the World Cup when it seemed like a good group? So it's like, do you have any you have any cool stories that, that you feel the need to share of um, of training and like cool moments that you that you had? Uh, I think. I think the the group worked really well together, um, and it was something that I was conscious of leading into leading into the World Cup was to to really make sure everybody understood you know the roles and responsibilities, and to make sure that it was a group effort regardless of who played, and that we all needed to support one another. Um, we give up a goal, we all give up a goal. We get, we we win a game, we all win a game, um, and and having having everybody buy into that to make sure that it was okay. If, Regardless of whether they played, they were okay with serving that role, uh, and I th- and, and I believe that oh, the keepers really took to that, and everybody mm. really worked to make sure they push each other uh, and held each other accountable, and were you know the three that we ended up selecting were always ready to ready to play if if they were to get called on, but also kept the level up in the training sessions because I think one of the things that's so important about at a World Cup is. The next day after a game, and you've been at this really high, and you've yeah. been at this super high intensity, and you know we were playing at 10 p.m. kickoff local times, that right. you've got to turn around, and train the next day, and you need to bring the energy, because you know, for you know you're already down, you're in match day plus one, match day minus minus four already, right? You know yeah. you're playing every four days, so or match day minus three, you're already you're already play, you're, so that attitude and application of the next day is vitally important for the for the group mm. as a whole. So you know, making sure that you, the, you know everybody understands that part, as well as you know, understanding supporting roles actually to to get ready for the game. In selecting those three, what was that decision making process look like for you guys? Or was it, was it, were those three pretty pretty made up? Or how long did it take to really nail? Oh, it, it was an ongoing or... process. Look, and yeah. it was it was a really tough really tough decision because um, you end up leaving out. An incredibly talented goalkeeper in Zach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, has a lot of caps for the US. Has been captain, uh, so it certainly wasn't an easy decision, and it was it was really difficult, and just, it would have been tough either way for one of one of the four of them to, that, you know, ultimately that we narrowed it down to to 
to miss out on. Uh, but it was well thought out. And I think in the end, the three that went, you know, they, they, you know, more than acquitted themselves and, and did, a, did a good job. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to complain about the Matt Turner performance. I mean, I think all, all of U.S. was uh, very, very pleased with his performance, including myself. I mean, I, it was a pleasure watching him. Um, I know I know, really enjoyed it myself, but I think I think as well, he has the, he has the support of the country behind him. So I, I think that's an exciting future as well, just with the America. I mean, every I feel like every World Cup, you kind of see the excitement grow, and then it dips a little bit, and then it comes back up. But um, I don't know. Is it coming home? That's where as in coming home to the States. I, I mean, I think the the group and the, where it will be will be in a really good spot to, to really compete. And I, But I think the objective has to be to, first and foremost, to think about winning knockout games because that is the ultimate right. test. And I think when you think about winning a World Cup, it's not about being the best, the best country in the world. It's about being the best team on the day seven times. And there's a difference in that. Um, and you think about... Uh, how teams have won it. Um, it's it's about doing that during the during the course of four weeks. Right. So let's jump back to, to Charlotte for a second. As head of goalkeeping, what what does the day to day look like for you? Like what what are your main responsibilities in building that curriculum? Because I assume you work with you know top down, and you want that same same curriculum structure for the academy levels as well. So what does that look like for you? Well, I mean, I've come in obviously with the first team, and I think the my main responsibility is the first team. Uh, you know, from there, obviously, the communication and uh, working with the second team, and then obviously being up to, being up to date with what's going on in the academy and who's coming through. Um, I think there's less about me trying to set things. I think there's a lot of things already in place. Um, and my, my work, you know, heavily involves around, obviously, the first team and getting the first team ready to, to play games. Yeah, I mean, you guys uh, have a pretty loaded staff over there between you, Andy, and, uh, and Brian working working down. It's a it's a pretty loaded group. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, within the first team, what does, I guess, a training session look like for you, match day minus two, three-ish? And what, what are some priorities that you like to focus on in preseason as well leading into the season? Well, I think the preseason is always about. If we could start with that, I think the preseason yeah. you're always thinking about progressing through, um, through the weeks and trying to to build up a mentality ready to compete on the first day of the season, which you can then continue to to move forward. Um, and then again, I think you're you're always looking at a couple of things. Obviously, looking on the physical side, trying to build that robustness to sustain the intensity that you want to that you want to to train at at a consistent basis. And then you're looking at um, maybe dialing into a few individual things in terms of your individual goalkeepers, where some of the things that maybe they you've identified where things that they need to work on. And then again, then you're starting to work, think about how's the team play, how does the how's the team going to give up chances? Um, as as you start to get towards sort of then thinking about the opponent's threats um, that they that you're going to be get posed in the in the season. So I think it's this consistent cycle of all that. Mm. So when I think about what you would, do, what I would do to to prepare for the uh, prepare for a match in a week, uh, you know, the today was our first day back, so Monday, so we had a re-entry day. So uh, really, a lot of a lot of basic stuff. They had the day off yesterday, so really, just really basic footwork, movement, positioning, yeah. uh, big emphasis on being clean with technically. Uh, 
making catches uh, just to start the week. Then they went into the team. Into the team, uh, we did some work with the team, some small-sided games uh, for the guys that did not play at the weekend. Uh, tomorrow will be a heavier day in terms of a physical side, and then we'll look at something in terms of maybe uh, what we want to do in relation to our game model uh, of, and how the opponent might affect it in possession. Um, we might do some of that, uh, or we might look at the opponent's threats uh, and continue to uh, to work on something from that. Whether it's you know whether it's crosses, whether it's uh, you know shots on angles, how you know combinations in and around the penalty area, uh, balls in behind. So it just depends on uh, how it then can maybe sort of match up with the with the team training. Yep. So the next two days will be. A lot of tactical, a lot of decision making. Uh, we actually have Thursdays off, and then we come. We'll train again match day minus one, and um, and that'll be uh, more of a, a quick reaction, crossing type situations where I just get them again moving around the goal. Yeah, uh, getting them ready, priming them ready for the ready for the weekend. How much do you use uh, like catapult the sports science stuff and like player loader? I know I know you guys have the department for it, but how much do you do? Yeah, you know, consider I, that? I think it's important to to look at it to, in terms of seeing undulations within your training cycle every week, mm-hmm. uh, uh, making sure that there are the dips and the dips and the raises uh, within your dive dive counts and your so you, so number of jumps. And, and yeah, and, and, and you know. If you can get any, any, you know, your excels and D cells. So I, I think, you know, it's important to understand that you're getting an undulations within that within the week. Because I think if you're doing the same thing consistently, you, you know, you, you be careful of, you know, training them uh, to in certain areas, maybe overtraining in certain areas, and, and not not focusing on other things that come as part of the game as well. Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, it's 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 a good way to just see if what you were looking to achieve from the day was achieved in terms of, did you get the volume of that? Gotcha. But so you're not looking like, I guess the, the way more of a, the field players are kind of using it in a sense of player load and, or are you doing that? Like, Oh, we hit X amount of dives today. We probably need to cut it down. Uh, if we, I mean, potentially if we did a high dive day and it was really, really high, gotcha. we may like revisit that in terms of like, okay, I need to be conscious of, uh, not maybe not doing too much the next day, or what does the next day look like, and yeah. what might that mean for them? Yeah, for sure. I think there's there is always that idea that um, you're you're aware of it. Uh, mm. I I do believe a little bit as well that sure. you can do too much. For sure. So you've had the luxury of working with a few MLS clubs. What are some similarities in the clubs that you worked with, and what are some differences? And where have you seen um... like, the game change over the there's definitely been a huge change in the standards. Obviously, the infrastructure, the clubs. When I think when I started at the fire in 2010 to now, uh, the staff sizes, every you know the, the amount of you know equipment that you can have access to and data. You know, this it's completely shifted. Um, having training grounds uh, purely dedicated. You know, that was that was not necessarily a given in 2010. So that's that's definitely been a big change. What um, what are some similarities between the clubs? Like, I, let me say this: What are some similarities and differences from the goalkeepers you started working with at the Fire, then at Atlanta, and now at Charlotte? Have you seen the goalkeeping position in that sense change, or has it been 
Kind of yeah, like. for sure. Because I think in 2010, you know, it was Sean Johnson just coming out of the draft, and you know, you think about the career he went on, to, he's gone on to have so far. It's been it's been pretty good, right? Um, so yeah, so that I mean, obviously, I was fortunate enough to have Brad Gazana in in, uh, in Atlanta. You know, I had Ali Khan as well, but you know, it was with with us in Chicago. He was available uh, in expansion draft, and we took him. Uh, to Atlanta, you know, so just, you know, having guys around that, you know, you know, well, you know, obviously worked with Brad with the national team before he, before right. he came back from the Premier League. Um, so yeah, and even, really you know, and I think now, now you see in Charlotte, you just see, you see definitely this more of a well-rounded keeper in terms of uh, uh, their ability and possession particularly. Yeah. Obviously, that definitely is a big area where the game has evolved and thinking about, you know, goalkeepers now, they can be more proactive in terms of defending the space, uh, being connected to the back line. I think, you know, I think that's a big change and big shift rather than, you know, go back a few years ago, it was a lot more like a line goalkeeper and right. come back deeper, more reaction time. I think there's been a shift where you've got to be able to still do that, but also you've also got to be able to play higher and be connected to deal with, defend the space and defend the area uh, better. What are a couple of really enjoyed about training guys like and Matt Turner. Um, you know, what, what, what is it that makes him so special? I think, I think, you know, one of the things always, you know, like even I think about Tim Howard and working with him and uh, Nicky Raimondo. Tim Howard's my, I, 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 I they, love that guy. They just never get bored with the basics. Yeah. And it's just, they consistently try and get the basics right again and again and again. And it sounds so simple. But that's why they're at a high level. It's just every day when they come to training, they're at, they're one of the best because they're able to make sure that they dial in and focus and within their own minds, they want to compete and make sure that they're constantly trying to get better. Yeah. Um, and I think that attention to detail is sometimes, you know, play, you know, you can wake up sometimes, oh, I didn't have a good night's sleep. I don't feel it today. A lot of these guys, even if they don't, you know, they, they, even if they did feel that, that they wouldn't let it affect them on the training pitch. They're bringing it every day. Huh? Yeah, and they're able to sustain such a high level because of it. That's wild. So you had you had Brad and Tim in training together with the national team, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I, I mean, I, I worked off and on with the national team for for ten years. Oh man, I mean, just being a, being a fly on the wall in, the, in that room. Where, did they compete against each other? Like, how, how hard were they really pushing each other for, in finding that right balance of kind of like? No, I think they always compete. I think ultimately you kind of know who's the number one yeah. uh, and who's going to play. And then maybe there's sometimes where there's it could be one or the other, just depending on the form maybe or uh, past performances. But I think you always kind of know who's, there's, I, I, you know, without anybody saying it, there's, there is kind of that pecking order that's there. Technically, was it was there, are there any similarities between like guys like Tim Howard, Brad Rizan, and Matt Turner? Uh, are they a little bit no, different? they're all a little bit different, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean they all have their different style. I mean, again, that's the beauty of goalkeeping, right? And understanding right. that, you know, look at you know Edison, Allison. They are two goalkeepers, high level, get the same outcome. They have very different ways of doing it. Right. So interesting. God, that's, that's why I freaking love the position, huh? All right, Aaron. So last question, I like to wrap up with. Um, as you kind of as you move on from place to place and wherever you go next, what's that legacy that that you want to leave with with the guys that you worked with? 
Oh, I hope I'm uh, not here for a while. I mean, he just got you. Not, not sure. I mean, like, <laughs> in general. Well, we lost the weekend, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. generally speaking, generally speaking. So it's like now that you've uh, after the national team. So it's you know people like Matt Turner, Brad Guzan, and Tim Howard ask about about you. you know, I just like, hope they think I was a good person and that you know I was able to give them what you know what they what they needed but also what they wanted and and, and served served them in the right way because you know i think that's that's a lot of it about a lot about it right is that you that you're constantly there to support them you know in the good and the bad times um and that you that they that they feel that they've they've got your support um and i've always had this the, you know as i kind of alluded to before like i, I always allude to the point for myself personally that it doesn't matter who plays but when we concede a goal, we all concede a goal. When we lose, we all lose. When we win, we all win. When we keep a clean sheet, and I, I've always taken that sort of mindset into how I work, so that I always make sure that I always am trying to think about how you know the situation from their perspective, rather than me looking at it either on the sideline or back on video. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Really. So, which I, so I think is important to obviously then t- to build that relationship with each with each player. For sure. Okay. No, absolutely. Aaron, appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Uh, I really, wealth of information in that 20 minutes. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course, mate. No problems. All the best. Take care.